Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Double Ohm Radio Gamescast. It's episode number 54. We've somehow managed to not break up after a year. I mean, we're already doing better than a lot of bands now, so... This is true. <laughs> this is true. We're, we're going strong. Today, as always, I am your host, Ryan, and I'm joined by my lovely cohort of co-hosts, Brett. Hello. Alex. Kermit the uh, streamer here. <laughs> and Wyatt. I was this close to breaking during the countdown. <laughs> you did. <laughs> you did break during the countdown. I, I hit I hit my like knuckle on the table and I thought it made a sound and then I got all nervous and I started laughing. Almost started laughing. <laughs> you think you made a sound so you get more. You know, there's an easy solution that you just press the mute button. <laughs> the one who keeps being reminded of iCarly every every time he does the countdown. Oh, no, yeah. The one to break. Well, because iCarly is actually a good guideline for how to produce a show. I mean, that's it's the only true. thing I've ever learned from to produce a show from, so I think it, it, it shows in our production quality, so... <laughs> <laughs> Who's our Gibby? Which, which our, one of us is Gibby? Gibby is Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Is this, a, is this a good time to mention that I've never seen iCarly before? All right. Well, we're gonna. This is gonna be a three-person podcast now because why it's no longer, uh, no longer in I, it. I don't know how to react to that. All right. <sighs> the council well, frowns on you revealing this truth. That means we I'm can so do. Sorry. We can do uh, a, a fun, fun award for this show. I had, I had another award, but we can stash that one because why it just gave me an opportunity. <laughs> To do a fun non-game related award. So our award for this oh, episode no. is going to be which which iCarly character would Wyatt be? <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. So so I'm going to say, Wyatt, I think you would be you'd be the brother of, of the main character, but instead of being obsessed with art, he's obsessed with journalism. Yeah, I I can that this is this is Spencer, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Spencer. I can I spoilers, for mean, uh, spoilers for Spencer. Spoilers for episode one of iCarly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I can agree with that. That's that's what I was gonna say. Um, you you do re- next podcast. I'm just gonna have to make a meme of Wyatt's head photoshopped onto the uh, what you got there smoothie. <laughs> That'd be great. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Alex, you, you're left. You got any other characters to throw in the ring, or are you concurring? Mm. That's a thinking face. I see the thinking face. I yeah. I, I was gonna say Spencer for a brief, brief second in time, and I have no idea why this crossed my mind because it doesn't fit at all. Uh, the doorman, Filbert. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was, was gonna, gonna change to Filbert if you didn't say Filbert. I was like, oh, he's gonna say he's gonna say Spencer too, but no one said Filbert, so I'm gonna say Filbert now. But then you, Filbert, Filbert's not... good. Why it's not that insane? <laughs> All right, so so just on that, that sentence point. alone, I got to give the award to Filbert. So, <laughs> why it just like has leaned his head out of frame? <laughs> He's slowly insane. melting out of frame. I, would, would would you break down, cry, and start throwing a stapler at people because they gave you a muffin basket? Are you that not may or do... may not have happened to explode? Are you not supposed to do that when that happens? I mean, yeah, I don't see the problem. What? That's what happened when uh, you're asking me like that's a, that like doesn't that that's an uncommon thing. 
That's what happened to the 80s didn't win our, our Weirdo. Game. <laughs> Who's the real weirdo here? Yeah, see, that's where Ben went, is after the game of the year, someone had to be in, in front of Wyatt's wrath. <laughs> <laughs> he took the brunt of it. All right. So we have an actual topic this episode, unlike... We do. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> this week, we're going to be talking about the most satisfying mechanics, and we're going to be making a game in this episode. Well, at least planning the creation of a game. We're not going to actually be making a game in this because... You know, as far as game jams go, uh, this is a little bit too tight <laughs> mm, <yeah. laughs> of a timeline to make anything too It's a fun. pretty we're, quick turnaround. We're, we're, yeah. we're, yeah. we're already so busy. <laughs> Come on, two-hour game jam. Let's go. No. Let's go, let's go. But first, as always, we have... Actually, not as always. We usually don't have very much interesting news, but this week we got a few interesting things dropping. Um, we're going to get the sad news out of the way. Deathloop got delayed. I'm very sad because I'm looking forward to playing Deathloop, but I'm sure it'll be better because it got delayed, so I'm I'm not that angry. Because as we all know, multiple delays only leads to a great game. Every time without Every time. fail. I was about to make the <laughs> cyberpunk joke. You said the word. You spoke its name. <laughs> look, look, Silence I do now look, I do I do kid, but in you know, just Goofs aside, anytime a delay is announced, I'm never like angry or anything. I always see delay as a good thing until you know. Until you it's the final like three product. or four delays and things are yeah. starting to get yeah. really sketchy. Just, it's not that concerning. Yeah, I, 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 I think I'm just three like is the is the amount that I start to get scared. <laughs> that seems like a good like. I don't know because it's always it's always case by case, right? Because I always bring up Doom 2016, but that had a pretty like yeah, Doom had a few delays, turbulent, a few delays, but also a couple of complete like reworks of the entire game. I mean, it I don't came know out great, so but that's what I'm that's what I'm saying though. I mean, the original concept for it was Doom 4 originally, and it was going to be this like post-apocalyptic like oh the demons are in New York and you're just some guy, right? And they had some of the mechanics that they had. I know they had glory kills and stuff like that, but it was a very, very different game. And they basically just reworked everything to make it what it was, which was, you know, Doom 2016. I mean, why? You've just given us another episode topic for some time of we certainly have to talk about those kind of games now of the games that like got reworked continually in their development. It'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. well, you, uh, you, you say Doom 2016. When was now Doom 2016 originally supposed to come out? Oh man, way long before time that. ago. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it was it, like, supposed to. It got not quote unquote canceled once or twice. Well, it was supposed to. From what I remember, wasn't it supposed to come out somewhere around mm -hmm. when Rage first came out, like the original? Yeah, like, I, think I feel so. like it was supposed to. The release window was somewhere around there. That's what I'm saying. It's been. It we was could be wrong. For a Definitely long take time. what we're saying right now with a grain of salt because it's been a long time since we've looked at this information. Yeah. Yep. Um, but vaguely, that timeline seems right to me. But that. <laughs> I mean, but that... clearly. You know, but clearly, you know, that time and that re and all the, you know, reworks that were done was all for the better like that. And so that's why when a game is delayed so many times, I'm not immediately concerned because we've had some great games come out of really long delays. That Absolutely. seems almost like a, a Duke Nukem delay window. Yeah, but I think in their case, it wasn't a case of like the game wasn't because they, they took a break and made rage. Uh, it was working on other stuff at the same time, so it's not nearly as concerning as like Duke Nukem Forever. <laughs> Duke yeah. Nukem, I, it's actually uh, Duke Nukem's thing was like they kept switching engines. Like every any time a new like cutting yeah. edge engine came out, they would always switch to it, and that just 
delays absolutely everything. Mm -hmm. And they just kept doing it to make sure that they were like on the cutting edge of technology. And at a certain point, you just can't do that. You got to like, you got to stick with one. I mean, yeah, yeah, like most people know this by this point, but games are always made on like usually four to five year old tech at the time they release because you have to to make a game yeah, you yeah. can't constantly update everything uh, unless you have like that's an in-house engine like um that's part of what gta 5 and red dead 2's thing is that rockstar was actually updating their in engine alongside the games that's probably why those games were like so cutting edge when they come out but or bethesda <laughs> most companies don't have the uh the money or time mm -hmm. to do that so oh yeah well Deathloop has been looking like it'll be fun when it comes out uh we still don't fully know exactly what it is <laughs> at least the full structure uh we know it's it's you're hunting eight targets over this loop but we still don't know what like the multiplayer elements might be that's so. the biggest question mark because it, it 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 keeps I, I feel like it keeps kind of marketing itself as like oh there's going to be this kind of like multiplayer component where there's another player kind of doing a similar thing but then also yeah. i've heard that it's single play i really it's it's my, my assumption is the dark souls take of like primarily single player with maybe a optional multiplayer you can like jump into another person's mm -hmm. game and c because speaking personally i would find that so obnoxious well I, <laughs> i'm betting like, you can turn it, it off is yeah my, yeah if you can turn it off that would be nice yeah because like i'm sure That's that would be super would fun to play with for like a couple hours and then it would be super if annoying. you want if you want to play a session where you want people invading you, then I'm sure it's great. But for me, it's like, I just want to focus on what I'm supposed to be doing. And I don't want yeah, these. Yeah, that's why I'd love it to be these, an option. I don't want these these players just coming in and like messing up my day. But we <laughs> have know? no idea if that's how it actually works. So No, but if it is, anyway. Oh, yeah. the, the themes of time and assassinations just excite me. Oh, yeah. It look, and the art style is like super fun. Art deco. Yeah. Looks great. Uh, we do have some fun things. Some some games have gold, gone gold the last two days. Uh, so we got Near Replicant version one point two two four seven four four eight seven one three nine. Why wasn't gold. that in the title game? <laughs> Why wasn't that option there? <laughs> and uh, Mass Effect Legendary Collection has also gone gold. So we've got some some games that aren't getting delayed. <laughs> Thank God, it's a revolution. And as we all idea. know. Once your game has gone gold, that's the set release date. You know, if yeah. Cyberpunk taught us anything. I mean, when No Man's Sky went gold, we were all sure. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I just love them blowing out the mic. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So our major news story today is that E3 2021 is returning. And I do know there's been a ton of Sony news going around this week. We're going to talk about that next week and give it a little bit of time to like settle. When the dust settles, yeah. Because uh, like even right before this podcast, more information came out and we can't be that up to date um, with things coming out and we really don't want to mess up. I will stuff. say is is a nice uh, change of pace from what normally happens. You know, we're having the exact opposite problem of usually <laughs> stories come out or things change after we release an episode. Yeah. But now it's changing so fast before the episode that we still can't really comment. <laughs> we still can't <laughs> do anything about it. Thank you to the entire games industry for moving up your deadlines. Thank you. <laughs> of of news coming out of these things. All right. So E3 2021 will return in June. Uh, and is backed by some big companies. So it's got Xbox, Microsoft, and Ubisoft. Or Microsoft, Nintendo, and Ubisoft are back in with E3. So is Konami, Take Two, Warner Bros., and Coke Media, who is a uh, 
I don't, I don't want to say English. I think they're UK or uh, Europe based uh, publishing company that does a lot of overseas publishing. Um, oh, I thought there's... Coca-Cola was getting into games and we'd have those polar bears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, we're getting an E3 this year, which I think is exciting in that we're going to have like a condensed week of announcements, which is always fun. But there's some not notable absences here. Um, obviously, no Sony. They have yet to announce something. Uh, I wasn't really expecting. Yeah, like I, th I think Sony <laughs> might take this year off <laughs> of any major E3 stuff because I, I feel like a lot of their release lines are, are aiming to be next year and not this year. So yeah, I'd I think they've talked enough. I, I do feel like they've talked enough about what's actually coming out this year, yeah. unless they have a surprise. Like, I think what's coming out is they're like, yeah, we've talked about it enough. Yeah, because yeah, like, we know Returnal, we know a bunch of things that are happening, and then we know there's a ton of stuff coming out in like 2022 and 2023, but mm. stuff when for was... this year has mostly been announced. When was Forbidden West scheduled? That's like end of this year, isn't it? It was TBD 2021-2022. So that could uh, be the an announcement we get around that time. Um... It could also be something we see closer to like fall. So if they do have if they do have another kind of showcase, it's probably going to be centered around either Forbidden West or Ragnarok. Like yeah. those are going to be the the two big things that they're going to show off. Because Ragnarok doesn't have a date for yet. I'm still you don't trying have anything about Ragnarok. <laughs> I'm still trying to finish God of War for. It's great. We don't have a we don't have a date for for Final Fantasy 16 yet either, do we? Oh. 16 is. We've seen a lot more of 16 than we have usually of Final Fantasy games close to the yeah. release. So 16, Which is a trailer. <laughs> 16, well, no, we've seen a few trailers at this point. They showed another gameplay trailer. Uh, did, did they? Yeah, they did. Pretty recently. It was like two weeks ago or Some so. Final Fantasy fan you are. Goodness gracious. Is he playing? It was in like a Japanese <laughs> show. Um, but yeah, they, they have showed more gameplay. They've talked about a bunch of details. I don't think dates have been thrown around for it yet. Yeah. Uh heavy rumors are winter 2021 or fall or not fall um spring winter 2022 so in that window would be my guess but we obviously don't have a date it could be a lot longer yeah. it's really hard to tell with uh square enix because they tend to either sometimes a game will show up that looks really good like versus 13 and then not come out for eight years <laughs> And then, or, <laughs> just not be the same game anymore <laughs> yeah just be completely different um i would not be surprised although it is being headed up by naoki yoshida who is like the renowned producer that saved final fantasy 14 within two years so i i'm holding out hope that this is pretty far along i would like to see this sometime within at least 2022 would be a nice new yeah. numbered final fantasy year um, but yeah, so we're, we're missing Sony, we're missing EA, which I mean, I say we're missing, but I don't really think any of us are going to miss them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's the same yearly releases. Yeah. EA at least has not shown anything. There might be like a Star Wars thing they've got brewing, because they did say there, there were a few Star Wars games still in the back burner that hadn't quite... Um, I would be a little surprised yet. if we heard anything about like a Fallen Order 2 this soon, to be honest. Yeah, I think Fallen Order 2 is probably next year. Early like, next year. Even with Fallen Order... I've had enough EA Star Wars. I, you know what? I, I agree. You know what? I'll take another Fallen Order. I'm not. I'll take another Fallen Order. I just want to see someone else make something. <laughs> yeah. I want to get yeah. a Star Wars game that, that maybe doesn't have the same art style or just feels interesting. I want, man, 14, I want 14? 
I want man, look, look. I want my my Naughty Dog Star Wars game. I, Star I Wars version one point two two. I want it real bad. You're so shaking. Badly. You're shaking your head, Brett. Uh, you, no, I wasn't you know shaking what? my. I wasn't even. I wasn't even registering what you were saying because okay. Alex had the magic numbers again, and I got sad. Oh. Okay. <laughs> All right. Can you imagine a Naughty Dog Star Wars game? Oh man, just don't even. Don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. Yeah, I just want to see I Platinum Star Wars game. <laughs> There we go. Platinum Star Wars game. I would be so down. I'd be so happy. All right, getting off the Star Wars train before I know we would take this entire podcast to talk about Star Wars. Star Wars podcast. That's right. It used to be a Star Wars podcast. It used to be. A... Still is. <laughs> and, then, and then a Halo podcast for a little bit. You know. Well, now it's a Mass Effect podcast because Activision Blizzard is not at E3. Uh, I know those two things are completely unrelated, but I needed a segue. So. <laughs> Sega is also missing as well as Bandai Namco and Square Enix. Uh, Sega, Sony, Bandai, and, and Square Enix also could show things at Tokyo Game Show and a lot of Japan-based events, so them not being there is not super concerning. Um, Square usually does a show, so I, I might... Hold, I'm holding out hope that Square does something, because we haven't mm -hmm. really seen many new releases from them recently that are... Uh, not Balan Wonderworld. <laughs> uh, oh, oh. Yeah, maybe maybe they're trying to lay low for a little while after that. Yeah, that might so be what's with, happening. With Sega, have have they done anything recently besides fighting games? Yeah, Sega publishes um, Yakuza. Oh, yeah. Sega's a big publisher. They publish a lot of Japanese games. So oh, you, you've heard of Yakuza too? Yeah, yeah, Yakuza. Huh, that's crazy. I've played this Zero and I completely yeah. forgot I no it was idea. Sega. Yeah, Sega publishes tons of games. Um, huh. Uh, they, they publish some of the Warhammer games. They're doing Fantasy Star right now. Uh, I know there, there's a new uh, Aliens game coming out, and I know they used to have, like, publishing... Uh, they used to hold, like, the license for Aliens. I don't know if they still do. But They're publishing they do, Guilty Gear Strive, uh, Total War Warhammer, Puyo Puyo Tetris 2. Hell uh, yeah. Yeah, they publish a ton of stuff. A lot of Japanese-only um, anime spinoff games, as well as Football Manager 2020. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Sega's got some fun hype <laughs> games in their catalog. <laughs> um, but at least with, I think, Nintendo, Microsoft, Capcom, Konami, Ubisoft, Take-Two, Warner Bros., and, and Coke Media, they have a good lineup of games that will be shown off. So I have a, I have a question for the three of you. Do you think that, because Nintendo's going to be at E3, do you think this is where they're going to make some big Zelda yes. announcements. 100%. Like, yeah, you think this is going to be... yeah? Or do they want to have their own like direct? No, because they did a direct. They did a direct, direct that had no Zelda. So... But they usually have multiple in a, you know, in no, they a year. Not... The last direct we got was over 800 days ago. That's... It doesn't oh, feel like the, the last true. Nintendo yeah, the last, the last Nintendo Direct. Well, they've because... had like mini directs, I guess that's what But mini directs never show their AAA titles. They, they only no, show no, updates. That's... They don't announce anything. No. So that's if true. they had a Direct already, they're not going to do, unless they're releasing like a console where they do like a specific Mario Direct. I don't think mm -hmm. we're going to get a Zelda Direct. Um, Pokemon yeah. is like the only franchise that gets that <laughs> because it's Pokemon. I, I, I really want to be proven wrong, but I don't think there's going to be a Zelda announcement. I think there will be. I, I feel I, like they can't I, I show up at E3 and not announce either at least a port. I don't think there's going to be anything new. Um, although they did tease at the last Direct that there would be some more information on Breath of the Wild 2 sometime this year, so this would yeah. be a good time to reveal that. But they Even also they said don't... Breath of the Wild 2 was a ways off. <laughs> yeah, so... That's Even the if... more information you get. 
And even if they don't talk about Breath of the Wild 2, there's just some some Zelda ports that I want so bad. Yeah, yeah. I want to play the like, HD Wind Waker so badly. Oh, I know, I know. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> not on another console that's extinct. <sighs> the Wii and U not on a console a that feels console. not not on a system that feels like a Fisher Price toy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Wii U gamepad was surprisingly comfortable, but it did okay, feel okay. like a Fisher Price. No, no, no. That's, okay, that's the thing. It, it's it's good in the sense that it is more comfortable than it looks, but I still wouldn't call it a very good controller. What killed I, me? It's a is great the tablet. Space... <laughs> Here's the thing. It's it's the spacing between the triggers and the bumpers that like absolutely killed it. Well, because they, they want you to play like large, this. Yeah. They want you to do I, that. I saw it. I saw it and at I'm a friend's house. And I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I, I, I used it at a friend's house, and it felt like I was trying to handle a Wii Fit balance board. See, I've been converted <laughs> to, to doing this with everything. And for those that don't uh, know, when we're saying like this and what, we, we have cameras now. So if you're listening to the audio version oh. uh, and you want to be cameras are back. You are with anything we're talking about, <laughs> you can check out the YouTube page uh, where that is all stored. Or the Twitch page, because I did a surprising look. Apparently, we get a lot of views on Twitch. <laughs> After cool. the show is live and not on YouTube, um, which right. is fun. Huh. Analytics are weird, everyone. Um, have you ever? Have you ever? By the way, have you ever seen someone use a controller where they hold the thumbsticks like with two fingers? What? Like I've actually. So so okay okay no so I'm not saying that I do I don't but I've seen someone where it's these two fingers like here and then it's like. I mean, Monster Hunter has the claw grip where you like use yeah. your index fingers and then your. But they literally like use and, like, their thumb and their pointer finger, and then but they just that, kind of like can't... that. Shenan. With that, you can't press the buttons and move. Right? <laughs> you, they you either they either knuckle. move a finger, they either move a finger, or they kind of like tilt their. Look, That's I'm not weird. saying I get it. I'm just saying I've seen it before. Yeah. It's some wacky. I mean, I I had imagined though, like if you're if you're holding with two fingers like that, you could probably be way more precise than you would be with just like flicking your thumb i mean that maybe? might work pretty well for like flight sims uh or like if you're if you're if you're like a sniper and you just you're just kind of sitting back and you're not like you know yeah. uh, you're, you're not like right in the action you're just kind of holding back more and you just want to focus on being more precise like i could maybe if you hold your hands like that for too long your fingers will fall off that didn't feel right in any way yeah, speaking of <laughs> Ryan, what is the claw grip used for? I've seen it in like fighting games or something. Yeah, uh, claw grip isn't really used for fighting games. It's used primarily on like it used to be on consoles that didn't have enough buttons uh, yeah. to put all your actions on the triggers. So you'd have to use both the right stick and the buttons at the same time. So you'd do like this, where oh, like geez. you need to hit the buttons at the same time as moving this. So you can do like quarter circle triangle, right? Ooh. It's not actually that hard. Uh, it's it is. A, it's uncomfortable until you get used to it but even then like i don't know the way i've started holding controller now because of like vehicle games is two fingers in the back and then this because i've discovered a lot more games want you to do that <laughs> than I've, I've ever realized before after playing ace combat where you have to use the the bumpers to like align yeah the only time i've been tempted to do that is when i first played um uh, Red Dead 2 because I feel like yeah. when I first started playing that, that was like one game where I was like, this is the first time I've played a game on my Xbox where it Absolutely. feels like this controller does not have enough not buttons. Adequate. <laughs> <laughs> Cause like because like especially when you're when you're going through menus, sometimes you're holding down like three different buttons as you're like going through menus. It's yep. like the most horrible thing. Alright, I do yeah, want to bring the, us back uh, on track to uh yeah, yeah, okay. discussion yeah. what were so we, we can get to our most satisfying <laughs> games. Uh, so the question I wanted to pose to everyone is like 
do you think E3 will probably continue in this like online direct style videos as it's going now, or do you think we're going to see like a return next year to in-person events and uh, that big like in-person push, uh, or do you think that's not going to happen again? Um, I could see like a like a like a small um like. <laughs> creatures coming up from the Cambrian explosion that just figured out how to breathe oxygen and are slowly coming back onto land kind of vibe of people like them slowly having like in-person events because I, I think like it's going to be a little while kind of, it's going to be a while and also I think people just kind of like realized especially after like E3 wasn't there is that like it just became a completely different thing than what it was like supposed to be. It became like a yeah. like a con. The consumer focused like a, event wasn't really ex what exactly. Yeah, like. it, it's I I kind of like it. You know, as someone that isn't going to every single thing, just kind of being a more press centered like let's show the things very officially yeah. and stop trying to like impress like a crowd kind of thing. Because I just yeah. I just don't care for that stuff on a screen. No, no. Like as someone who's actually, uh, I think it was like 2016 or 2017, I actually went I to E3 like in in person. Yeah, and it was it literally just felt like you were going to just a, a really like expensive, uh, like yeah. Like I I was under the impression that it was going to be a little bit more professional than it was. Like there were people walking around in cosplay and stuff like that, and I just that wasn't the vibe that I ever got from like hearing yeah. about E3. And the other thing is, if you're just a general attendee you're not part of the press or anything you don't watch the big shows where everything is announced so like i got there and then i basically watched all of like the big sort of like media briefings and stuff with my friends on discord at like the apart or the hotel i was at and then i went to go to the show floor like the next day and then it's like what's the point at that point like i mean look it, it, it was fun and it was cool to like talk there are, to like, people cool from the show floor things yeah, and I got to try a lot of cool things. Like I tried, uh, you know, I tried things like Rage, uh, Prey, Moon Crash was a new like DLC at the time, and that was a lot of fun. Like, like there's a lot of fun stuff you can try, and there's like tons of um, just just cool statues and and all sorts of like eye candy. But it was really not. It didn't feel as professional as I thought it was going to. It was very bizarre, especially because <laughs> like plane on that tickets note. probably were were pretty pricey, so. It was not something that I was going to do again for a while, definitely. Yep. <laughs> I have the vaguest memory of a Doom butter sculpture. I remember this. I don't think that was E3. <laughs> I feel like that was Gamescom or something ridiculous like that. Sounds magical. And then obviously, you know, like, I'm not even going to comment much on the lines. I mean, I, I, and, and to be fair, too, like, the lines weren't as bad as I thought they were going to be, but I never played Smash. That was the year that Smash was announced and where they showed it off at E3. You literally had to spend the entire day in line just to play Smash. And I'm like, you know what? I'm good. It's not worth it. Well, thanks. <laughs> I'm sure I'm going to get it when it comes out, and I'm sure it's going to be great. You know what? I, 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 I don't need it. <laughs> Yeah, I think the thing with me is I, I really think the value of E3 for consumers isn't in the convention existing. It's in condensing announcements into like a week of pure unbridled yeah. hype, which like exactly. is exhausting, but it's super fun. Like E3, oh, yeah. when it was happening, is something that you look forward to every year as a consumer because you see all these crazy things being announced, like watching the reactions of people seeing that Final Fantasy VII is getting a remake. Um, I've like, never... Yeah. 
the reveal uh, of God of War is so. Oh, I was just gonna to bring watch. that up, like, because people are like, "What is this? This looks like a new IP," and then just Kratos just, just pops in out of the nowhere. Kratos theme music starts like, playing. Really oh, freaking out! It was. It was. It's wonderful. Was like, it, it's the kind of sense I of mean, like excitement that is super rare in any industry. And if we're talking about E3 hype, Keanu Reeves coming out during the <laughs> Cyberpunk showcase. Absolutely. I mean, look, say whatever you want. That was a great showcase right there it, it's like, a you place just had, for hype the man didn't even have to say a word he could have just went out there just waved and went back and everyone would be just as hyped <laughs> honestly <laughs> and thus being breathtaking was born dude i still think like that i i'm wondering how the reaction to cyberpunk would have differed if keanu reeves had not stepped on that stage i think it would have been harsher yeah Legitimately, it would have definitely I, I think cyberpunk yeah. would have less cred if Keanu Reeves had not stepped on that stage and made like one of the most iconic moments of, of games or industry would history. it have gotten would it have gotten more excitement on release because maybe they like kept his existence I from... don't think so I think I think they did it at the perfect time oh no 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 I agree with you but I feel like it would have been an interesting reaction like oh, oh I, I guess he's in the game what <laughs> I'd be curious to see what the reaction would have been if they kept it hidden like what would Imagine if you're just playing the game and all of a sudden Lady Gaga becomes becomes one of the main quest givers. <laughs> God. I, I mean, have you ever? I mean, have you ever met Lizzie Wizzy or whatever her name was? <laughs> I mean, that's a crime. That so. She she seems a yeah, lot more much. like an evil Ariana Grande. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think the value in E3 is just having those announcements condensed to a time span that is achievable. Um, and followable because like the biggest thing from this last year not having E3 was that there was a solid like week uh, of like two studios announcing things and the rest of the summer was like occasionally you'd get a random Ubisoft press conference where they announced like one interesting thing that then immediately got delayed <laughs> yeah yeah uh, <laughs> And it's really fun just to like gather up a bunch of friends on Discord, like make some popcorn yeah, and just like turn it into those. a spectacle. It is so much fun. I can I can tell you that like watching, uh, especially like during quarantine, like watching that one week where E3 was supposed to be and everyone was just having their own presentations. Like I was watching it with pretty much the same group of people. And I can tell you right now that I probably had more like overall fun doing that than when I was actually on the show floor. <laughs> you know, like Absolutely. it was such a blast. Get the studios in the hype condenser. <laughs> plus, I mean, should be. plus, I mean, studios are probably saving so much money by not having to make butter sculptures of Doom Guy <laughs> yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. You know, like I they're realizing, like, from looking it up, the butter sculpture of Doom Guy seems like a fan thing and not a, a legitimate. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, they still had when I was there. You know, they had crazy. Like when you played oh, Ra yeah. uh, Rage, like they brought you to this like basically that this hollowed out like a uh, school bus that had like spray painted graffiti on the side and then they had all these like razor <laughs> like like pc setups and stuff like it was nuts and i was like man how much money did you have to pay just to have this set up for like a like a couple of days for some fans <laughs> you know like what crazy what's the difference between a villain and a super villain presentation <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right, so, so with that, let's move on to our actual topic. Uh, we're going to talk about some satisfying game mechanics. I hope you've come prepared. Oh, boy. Oh, right. I didn't study for the quiz. Right, you responded <laughs> first. Prepared. You're prepared. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, well, I feel like this is like 
I've, like we don't do this on purpose, but I feel like this is like the like the third time we've talked about satisfying mechanics in games or something. So I'm gonna I'm gonna mix it up by saying the thing that I usually don't say every time that we talk about this. Um, but uh, so I've I've uh, I've been playing Final Fantasy IX, and there's something in it that I realize I really like, and it's in some other games, and that is like uh, using abilities that change the 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 form so to speak of the character that you're playing as are like super super cool and super satisfying to see the like uh like a destiny or whatever the guy you're playing as just become engulfed in flame and have like a huge flaming gun uh like a revolver in your hand or whatever for a for a cool one-shot kill Big like guy. those are those are super satisfying to see pulled off especially when they look as cool as they do in final fantasy 9 that definitely adds to it so like VFX that kind of accentuate a move or a specific like just form changes. It's yeah, just form changes in general, okay. like specifically ones that change the way that uh that your character characters look because all of a sudden they're so much more powerful now. Um, Brett, I'm gonna say the name of the game and and see if if you react at all. It's called Cameo. Cameo. Have you not heard of Cameo? I don't think I've heard of Cameo. You have an before. Xbox, right? Yeah. You owe it to yourself as soon as this podcast is done to go download Cameo from the Rare Collection from Game Pass and give it a try. Cameo was this wild Xbox 360 game. The entire purpose of the game is you transform into different forms to like go across this overworld and do a tons of crazy platforming and like combat. Also, uh, Balan Wonderworld. Balan Wonderworld, but really good. <laughs> don't you dare! Don't you dare! Put and me also made down by to that Rare. Level. How could you? It's made by rare, like it's it's good rare times. Uh, yeah, that game is incredible, and it's all about the form changing, and it's so satisfying. You like unlock new forms over the course of the game, uh, and get to do some like crazy. This bit where you do like crazy Dynasty Warriors things with one of them. It's it, yeah, super it looks fun. super wacky. I'm looking at the I'm looking at a video of it right now. It's pretty. It's pretty oh, yeah. wild. Cameo is real fun. Uh, it cool. is one of those things I really want them to port to PC because I would love to replay that. Um, but yeah, Cameo is excellent, and it's all about that. Yeah, the thing that comes to mind for me too is like Bayonetta, um, fighting game oh, supers, yeah. where you have the, those install supers, is what they're called, where you like your character just suddenly gets super powerful for like ten seconds, and you get to pull yeah. a couple of moves off. Uh, it's just really, really crazy fun form changes. Anyone else with form changes? Good. No, <laughs> I, I I was going to mention the Pokemon games, but how they've done it has soured my taste. I mean, Mega that. Evolution is a pretty cool uh, yeah. mechanic. The fact that it wasn't it, in Galar games is more sad. I, it it looks cool, but with just how everything is limited in in each game, it just continually. It d disappoints me in new ways. It's a cool idea, but it's not like supported properly. Yeah, I yeah, agree I with that. that. Yeah, uh, I gotta give shoutouts to druids in any game, uh, tabletop and not super fun, especially like games that have like a druid class where you get to like shape shift and whatnot into animals. They're super rare, but when you see them, they're usually really fun. Uh, I know, I think Solasta is the the D and D RPG that has some some shape shifting. Um, Baldur's Gate. Three just added it, so a, this isn't uh... so badly. Oh, no, no, go ahead. <laughs> I, I, I so badly, whether it's in a Baldur's Gate or a D and D game, or I Elder Scrolls Six. Um, 
I want Wood Elves to be able to turn into the Wild Hunt. <laughs> That'd be cool. Because they can do that in their lore. Yeah, they can. They can go crazy cannibal mode. <laughs> they should. This isn't uh, an RPG at all, but when you can string together a bunch of enemies in a uh, Mario Odyssey to like throw your hat to, to like if you want to get somewhere, but you have to, like oh you gotta you gotta swap to the onion guy and then you gotta quickly swap over to like the dinosaur guy to, just to get up to like one spot and you can like pull that off. It's really nice because there's a lot of oh, um, it's because and I can't do it because I'm not galaxy enough. I'm, I'm not galaxy brain <laughs> enough to like to like move around the world in odyssey the way that some people do like it's it's insane but just watching people like oh i gotta like like go to that guy and then this guy and then like they turn while jump for a bit game. and then it's it's some pretty crazy stuff to watch <laughs> absolutely hey that reminds me, mario odyssey is basically ball and wonder world but <laughs> oh <laughs> Ooh. Oh, Would you look at that? There's a just, there's just another. Oh, there's just another stake in. Because <laughs> <laughs> clearly that game has not been knocked down a peg enough. Yet. No. Look, I, I it still, will be eventually. I love that that game was the passion project of this producer that wanted to always do a platformer and just couldn't. <laughs> I I really don't want to laugh at it because that could be us in the future. It's like, like when you find a, it's like when you find a meme that you think is really, really funny, and then you figure out like the tragic backstory and lore behind how that meme was created, and then you just don't find yeah. it funny anymore. <laughs> it's just while, like saying, while we're on that, we're there's four of us. Abilities. Let's recreate loss. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on. Wyatt, you're next in my rotating list, so... Cool. Is changed. Um, I I talk about it all the time, but we're talking about satisfying mechanics. So I'm gonna bring it up again. If you have a good dodge slash dash slash combat roll, it, it it's all over for me. I I love your game automatically. It doesn't doesn't matter how trash the rest of it is. If it's cool and it looks cool to dodge stuff, I'm probably going to enjoy it because, gosh darn it, the the first time that I used a dash in Halo Five to dodge a rocket launcher that was coming right at me, I felt like God and it was wonderful. And, uh, and I'll never ever, uh, and I'll never ever feel like that again. Did I got to give it to a perfect dodge mechanics. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. So is this more like bullet time dodging or just, you know, feeling good to get out of, out of the way of an, even if, oh, even oh if you God, dodge, coming right for me it's like, even if you dodge and there's no point to it whatsoever, other than it looks cool. Like it, it doesn't like sometimes what I'll do is like, uh, I've been, I've been getting back into battlefront two recently. And sometimes what I'll do is like, like there's no fall damage, right? So if you just jump off and then you like hit the ground and you just keep running, sometimes what I do is I hit the ground and then do like a little roll. Cause it looks cool. Like, is it, is there any functionality to it? No, but it looks cool. So I'm going to do it every time <laughs> just cause it looks cool to roll around on the ground. But I especially <laughs> got to give it to games that incorporate air dashing and juggling. Oh, Ooh, so much fun, especially in like the Devil May Cry games are great at this of just allowing you to break the game if you figure out the right input of things to do Yeah, where you just keep someone in the air indefinitely. It's so much fun. Doom Eternal has a really fun uh, dash too that you can do in, in midair. Oh, yeah, that was like absolutely. one of my favorite additions to Eternal just because there, there's, there's a lot of attacks that legitimately like dashing is like a legitimate strategy rather than it just feeling cool. <laughs> I liked watching that during the climbing sections. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The way that they incorporated it into the uh, platforming sections was really cool. Especially with the sure. uh, the grappling hook too factoring in. It was also so one of options. my favorite additions to Last of Us 2's uh, combat. Because not only was it like super scary and like satisfying to like dodge out of the way of someone's like sniper shot or something, but it made uh, melee combat a lot more interesting. Because mm. like whereas in uh, Last of Us when you just kind of run up and start punching them and like see what happens here you have to really think about it more where it's like if they're if they're cocking back with a weapon or something you know instead of just constantly mashing the square button it's probably best if you like if you like kind of back up first and then uh charge at them again and what i liked about that specifically is that it wasn't super over the top like it's not it's not like halo where they just kind of dash or like it's not like a roll it's like a step to the side or a step backwards and they're almost like stumbling over themselves because it's supposed to be this very like spur of the moment decision and it works really well to for that combat system because it's very like sloppy and like just raw and kind of gross looking and i think that fits its combat really really well absolutely uh all right alex you got something waiting in the wings for us uh my my first topic or my yeah my my first uh thingy rag dolls Mm. (laughs) Uh. yeah yes yes (laughs) there is almost nothing more satisfying in the game than either you ragdolling when you die however unfortunate that may be or your enemies ragdolling uh when they just crumple to the ground like none of their bones exist or if you have a particularly powerful weapon that just kind of shoots them off and you see them uh (laughs) blasting off again yeah did I got to uh, append to that any weapon in a first-person shooter specifically that pins your enemy in a ragdoll state to the wall? Yeah. The classic, like, painkiller stake driver. So much yep. fun. That's metal. Or even when the force <laughs> of it somewhat breaks the game and they unintentionally clip through some of it and they just start... It's yeah, or the the <laughs> classic the classic Halo Three ragdoll glitch where just like all the all the black undersuit parts of the armor just like yeah, just stretch like thirty feet in every direction. It's amazing. Yo, I still, your vertices I, they are gone. I still remember. <laughs> I still remember really enjoying because um, like I love the way Rockstar does their uh, ragdolls as well. So I remember like uh, I was playing Red Dead Online with a friend, like the original Red Dead Online, and like we would go to this certain cliff. And then we would have a fist fight, and whoever won, they would just rag like whoever lost, they would just ragdoll, and we try to see if they would roll off the cliff, just because watching that ragdoll of them just like tumbling down the cliff like uh, Princess Bride style is just so <laughs> much really fun to funny. watch. <laughs> it's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I gotta also give you were talking about Skyrim earlier. This is the classic Fusro da them off a wall, uh, off a cliff, or getting hit by a giant's club. Absolutely. You know, the thing I got to give to ragdoll physics is they are almost always like unilaterally immersion breaking, but they are so much fun that it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are very few I mean, things that can be like that. <laughs> I mean, going back to Halo 3, what I love too is if you were ever hit by like a gravity hammer, you went flying in the air, but your your character model was like completely stiff as soon as yeah. he hit, until he hits the ground. It's like, Ugh! and it just crumples. <laughs> it was just so like, gross it's looking. Instant rigor mortis. Yeah, it was so <laughs> gross looking, but it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with you. Ragdoll physics makes makes some <laughs> true satisfying moments. Yeah, definitely. Uh, all right, I gotta throw my my UX ring in here, 
and Ooh. just go for anything that has particle effects that scale with like either the direction of the thing, the attack you did, or uh, get like more intense based on how how much damage you're dealing, right? That's always mm -hmm. so much fun. Okay. I'm thinking back classic platinum blade mode devil or not devil may cry uh, Metal Gear Rising where you slash yeah. through the enemy yep. and their armor just cuts off in the the strips that you made. That kind of Ooh. thing, ooh, so satisfying. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. like Reactive the, the amount of it's it's classic like the amount of stuff on screen lets you know how how cool you are basically like how how, how well you're mm -hmm. doing it's just instant instant lizard monkey brain feedback and you definitely feel like you're you're affecting the world more when the particle effects reflect what you're actually doing like if it's just yeah. a generic like effect that pops out of your sword when you hit something it's like yeah i guess it looks cool but it's really like static and 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 just kind of exists but if it's you know if um like the amount of particles there in the direction of all of that's being affected you feel more it's it's much more immersive as well i would say i mean say what you will about assassin's creed valhalla's like length but man those combat finishers with the like oh. power that comes out in the direction of like where the attack's going in dude yeah they're peak brutal. combat design <laughs> excellently made uh glory good, kills, good sound example. design Good sound design for that, for both of those as well, actually. Yeah, definitely. Uh, sound design is a huge part of that. And you know, I gotta give a shout out here to, to, we talked a lot about first person shooters and combat games. Rhythm games do reactive effects super well as well. Yeah. Um, playing a lot of Fuser lately, and that game lets you know with like the crowd dynamics how well you're doing, which is super fun. So, yeah, give a little shout out to the genres that we don't tend to talk about on here. Rhythm games and whatnot do that really, really well. The first and only two to pop into my head were Rhythm Heaven and Friday Night Funkin'. You know, the only ones not that bad exist. choices. <laughs> Rhythm Heaven Megamix is, still has a permanent position on my 3DS. So Whoa, you go, big guy. <laughs> Classic. Excellent games. And uh, speaking of, I mean, these aren't really particle effects, but one game that comes to mind that had some really, really fun VFX was... Um, Sunset Overdrive had some really mm. cool looking onomatopoeia like when you attack enemies. So my favorite one is you have a ground pound attack, right? And because what you're fighting, you're in a city. So what you're fighting on mostly is like concrete, right? So when you do a ground, when you do like a, uh, you know, ground attack or something like that, it says crack like into the concrete, but it's like etched. There's like cracks in, and it's oh. etched into the concrete, which looks really cool. Or if you use an explosive, there's this big like mushroom cloud and it just forms and it says boom <laughs> like it just it looks so so cool and it fits really well with that game's like super cartoony uh art style and i just haven't seen a lot of like 3d onomatopoeia before like it's always a 2d kind of uh effect which is fine but here having it be like 3d and kind of having using like the uh you know the smoke and and whatever effects for it just looks so cool i mean yeah insomniac is great at that um Insomniac and Sucker Punch are like the two studios that come to mind of like being a little bit more innovative with those effects mm -hmm. and like the stuff like the the webbing when you throw an enemy off a building in Spider-Man and clinging them to the, the wall. Tsushima's like blood splatters along the direction of the sword cuts are great. Mm -hmm. um, Plus, you know, I mean, Sunset Overdrive, you can shoot a rocket launcher that shoots giant explosive teddy bears. So like. Yeah, I mean, not Earth love. Defense Force, Wyatt, you can shoot a rocket launcher that shoots 40 missiles at once. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have stuffed animals attached to them? Uh, they can, That's yeah. <laughs> I'm not joking. 
Uh, well, darn. <laughs> best game series. <laughs> All right, Brett, we're back to you. What have you got to add to this uh, most satisfying game? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a with a with a true classic. It's been around for for as long as as shooter have, and that is uh the the act the act of of jibbing, which is to turn the enemy into giblets. Um, <laughs> like oh, when you, great yeah. word. When you when you hit something with like a railgun or something, and they're just like. You know that gun is supposed to be for the boss, but you just hit the most baseline enemy with it, and it's just not there anymore. They turn, <laughs> into, they turn into chunks of hamburger. Exactly. Yeah, yeah they just turn into paste, meat and it is beautiful. You are now liquid hamburger helper. <laughs> and missed. Yeah, you know, get, there's, there's a reason the phrase instagib is so much fun yeah. to use in context. And... and j- the the games were when that's a, a a surprise to you and I like uh, I really appreciate it now as someone who does modeling like that there there's a lot of procedural stuff that goes into that as well which is interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I gotta give it to uh, the classic games where, where you have the option to get gibbed. Uh, oh yeah. Resident Evil totally. oh. Silent Hill like if you you do something poorly enough. <laughs> You just like fall into yeah. a wood chipper or something, and ooh, ooh. <laughs> ooh. Yeah. well, just like gruesome player character deaths in general can be like the first legitimately shocking. Dead space. The first Dead Space, to- yeah. Oh, the yeah. first yeah. Tomb Raider Re- reboot with uh, like oh yeah, oh yeah. Every death All three of those games, horrific, <laughs> absolutely horrific. Um, I got it on PC for free, and I'm about to play it. <laughs> ooh, nice. I mean, dying to a bloater in a in Ooh. last of us because like that guy literally like takes your jaw like the upper and lower parts of your jaw and just like rips it just apart it's 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 disgusting <laughs> oh yeah the, all the mortal Kombat stuff too it's just the the the, oh. the more newer and recent the games get the more brutal the brutalities are creative they're, they're, that's what i was about to say they're so creative like i don't i don't play fighting Friendship. games i don't ship I don't, you know, care much for uh, Mortal Kombat, but sometimes I'll just look at the the new like, <laughs> the new like fatalities for all the characters in a new game. Like, like, like that's awesome. Like that it, that is so awesome. <laughs> it's almost regretfully cathartic. Oh yeah, yeah. You can tell some of, of the animators like, were having hard fun to watch. Legitimately, there's <laughs> yeah. The story. Some specific fatalities are like bad enough that the animators had to have like therapy sessions afterwards because. Of how <laughs> oh awful, no. Uh, Imagine being the guy that had to animate someone's spinal cord getting ripped out of their body. <laughs> you know? Deserves a raise. That <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, no, no extra money, just free therapy. <laughs> <laughs> the money would have gone to that anyway. So just so that's what I'm saying. You. That's what I'm saying. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yeah, and that's that's always true. By the way, there are there were animators um, at NeverSoft who had to get therapy after Mortal, the latest Mortal Kombat because man, uh, there's a fatality where someone gets cut in half by glass and then just splits. It's a lot. <laughs> is is it, is it the kind of split where they're standing up whole for a second and then the one of their halves mm-hmm. just kind of sloughs down? Yep. yep. Oh that's god. Exactly what you're thinking. Oh god. <laughs> oh yeah. It's rough to look at. Very oh, yeah. cool, but rough to look at. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> All right, Wyatt. Very cool. I hope you're ready with with the non-instagib secondary <laughs> satisfaction. This is 
this is a it's less of a mechanic but it's more just like when you're when your animation game is on point to the to the extent where you can go from one action to another action doesn't matter what you're doing and it's animated beautifully to transition into the next one transitions and in-betweens are very yeah because like two you know two uh points of comparison uh i think one of the best examples i've ever seen is uh spider-man ps4 spider-man and miles morales just the way doesn't matter what like how high you are in the air what kind of flip you're doing what kind of angle it always beautifully transitions into another animation like just flawlessly like you never ever like almost liquid (laughs) yeah it's it's crazy how how well they're they're able to just transition from one to the next and the counterpoint to that again like i've been saying i've been playing battlefront 2 more recently and that does a terrible job (laughs) Yeah, especially if you're looking at like saber combat. Oh boy, it's really rough. Like it's they they teleport. It's like all of their it's like Ooh. their their bones become liquid just so they can like snap to the next animation without it looking in any way like uh, natural. It's like kind of gross to look at actually. It's really funny though to see Darth it's, Vader do that. Like oh yeah, my God, it's, it's really almost hard. like it's almost like you're you're missing frames in between an animation yeah. because they're Ooh. they're like their arm is out here and then all of a sudden it's like down here and you don't even see it like move at all. It's like did the game just but what like you have what a poor connection that? with the connect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it just it it looks horrible and for a game that's supposed to immerse you in the Star Wars universe it doesn't do a great job of that when the animations are just not transitioned well at all. I, I, I definitely agree with you on that. Like animations are super important. I I do think there are scenarios where animation canceling especially is really, really good. Especially in like mm-hmm. action heavy games where it doesn't really matter that you don't see the hand doing the single frame transition because it's more important that that frame then lines mm-hmm. up perfectly to, to for the hit. Um, but but if you're if if you're playing yeah, a game where game like your primary field. motivator is like immersion, right? Like you, yeah. you your animations need to be spot on because it's one of the first things that well, basically any game that doesn't notice. need like single frame reaction time can do that. Oh God, yeah. uh, for honors pose changes, yeah, stance changes. Because it's it's one of those things where like even if if someone's playing a game and they don't know a thing about anatomy or anything like that, like you just you notice something's off, even if you can't put your finger on it. It's like watching a, you know, a, a CGI face in a movie where it just like it looks good technically, but it, your brain is like something's off. Like it just doesn't look right. You can and, always tell. And Battlefront's slow enough. Yeah. Battlefront's slow enough that you can see it because it's not it's not super fast paced enough like a fighting game where it's just like oh the moves have to come out quick. It's like the lightsaber combat in Battlefront Two is not not competitively sound <laughs> it is extremely yeah. slow it's it's interesting because it's like it's it's slow like you said but you still can't tell what's going on even though it's kind of slower just because yeah. the animations are so jank <laughs> exactly, and weird you exactly. still can't tell what's going on even if it's kind of slowed down <laughs> yeah absolutely uh you know there there are always games that don't have to deal with that uh just play ace combat where you're you're playing as like <laughs> the only animations of the rudders moving <laughs> I'll yeah. find a way to mod lightsabers into Ace Combat, right? Oh, that already exists. You're too it's late. A railgun. <laughs> what? Someone's beat you to it. Definitely. There are lightsabers in Ace Combat. Are you kidding too me? Late. That's like that's like yeah. round one. <laughs> that's yeah. That's Ace Combat Zero, dude. They've they've had no even before then in in five they've had uh they've had just straight up lightsabers that come out of the nose and you can swing around and kill things with it. It's it's stupid. 
Have you ever been a plane jousting? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I want to go plane jousting now. So, Alex, why don't you tell us about your satisfying mechanic? Can it compete with plane jousting? Uh, <laughs> ooh, can it? Um, the uh, Much like Brett's topic, the instigating of buildings, destructible oh. environments, yeah, are another just huge yes on my Bad part. Bad company two. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Red Faction Gorilla. Bad company two. Cannot be uh, beat. Dis <laughs> despite the rest of the gameplay and the story, Crackdown. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's like the only redeeming factor I, of Crackdown. <laughs> I love having that kind of influence uh, in games. Mm -hmm. And I mean, also just seeing the physics of something so, like something like a building that they have constructed with the architecture in mind. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. This is the concrete in the building. This is how it's going to react with the steel girders, with the with the frame of the building. This is where the glass is going to shatter. <laughs> That's what I love. Red faction. I went back and played Gorilla a little bit recently because I um, have it on PC, and was like, oh, I want to go blow up some environments in the destruction mode. Uh, it's surprisingly good, and I legitimately don't think there's been a game that has topped it that's come out. Uh, because when you break like a steel beam in Red Faction, it like shatters into pieces. When you break different areas, you'll end up with like a building supported by like a single steel beam, but in a realistic way of like there'll still be the walls crumbling and like the concrete will be falling off, but the frame will still stay intact until you break it. Which is like and, and nothing has topped that yet. <laughs> Yeah. There, and there's also those bits where it's like it, it's it's crumbling you've done enough structural damage to it but it's not immediately falling and it's just yeah. a matter of time oh watching it fall then and also just another huge thank you to whoever you know does um decides that the ground can also be damageable and then you, mm -hmm. you can punch craters in it yeah that's 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 awesome that was that's some of my favorite moments playing any battlefield game where like you're you're running up and it's just kind of like a plane. You're like, oh crap, there's no cover. And then all of a sudden, like a bunch of fire comes in and it creates almost little like foxholes. It's like, oh, yeah. I can like, you know, go prone in there for for a little bit, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is nice. I will say on a much uh, smaller scale, like it doesn't really deal with whole building destructions, but um, the snowdrop engine that they use for um, division is actually super impressive on a much smaller scale. Oh, yeah. So yeah, like the best way to test it, if you go up to a car and you start shooting the windows of the car, if you're shooting like specific areas, like all the glass will chunk and like fall apart, like uh, accurate to like where your individual bullet holes are. Or like if you look at impacts, if you look at like bullet holes in walls and stuff, it's like where the, 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 the trajectory of the bullet was kind of affect what the the hole looks like so like if it kind of came in from the side you'll kind of see like it, it'll look different if a bullet's coming in from the side than like directly in front of it and stuff oh, it's so cool it looks so cool <laughs> i love those details yeah. yeah i mean gotta give it to division like it does particle effects and in, in especially the window breaking stuff super well yeah. or like if you if you shoot a tire the tire will like burst and the whole car will like wobble and and you can hear the air coming out of the tire just like like if you can't, if you're not gonna deal with, uh, you know, massive buildings falling over, like in Battlefield, just focusing on the micro details really yeah. helps. Like even if it's one of those things, like even if you don't really notice it when you're first playing it, it's like you may not have noticed it, but your brain did. <laughs> I also got a shout out to uh, Rainbow Six Siege, which I don't think any of us like actively play. 
not but anymore. Siege has like some <laughs> impressive micro yeah. level destruction of like being able to batter in oh, a yeah. single wall. It does. Um, shooting through like based on the the density of different materials, mm. Your guns have like different penetration yeah. levels. Uh, yeah. Just like little minor bits of, of realism like that are super fun. And in that you, context, not every game needs you, it, but for Siege, you can win great. an entire game just by making a tiny little hole in the wall and then just peeking through and getting all everyone that's in the room. Like you can win entire games just by doing that, which yeah. is both super obnoxious and super cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's even more obnoxious when the uh, the the damage is client side and the hole is mm -hmm. not in the same place for everyone in the game. Oh. But why would they have that problem? Ha ha. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> See, that's part of why I have never really played Siege, but uh, it's a great idea. <laughs> it is. <laughs> great idea. Just try to, maybe, you know, give us a Rainbow Six Vegas 3 where it's yeah. all, you know, its own thing. It'd be a lot better. Um, nice. All right. I got to throw in, Brett, I'm hoping you feel me on this. It's, Mm -hmm. very specific bit of, of combat or it's almost in the animation those moments when you're you're buffering a power attack you know like imagine you're you're playing a mech game and you've got like a pile bunker right there's the pullback and then the like hold it in place and then the boom the big oh the big yeah hit. yeah uh classic example of this is zone of enders 2 has a a thing where you get like this massive cannon that takes a solid like 20 seconds to charge up and then just yeah. <laughs> obliterates everything. It's it's super awesome. Completely I it, useless. I but... love it when games have something like that. Yeah. Uh, Devil May Cry, the latest ones have um, send devil trigger mode where if you can manage to find somewhere in the arena where you can like not be hit by a ton of stuff and get knocked out of it, you can just like charge up for 10 seconds, which is a lot of time in Devil May Cry. That's a lot of sitting still. But then you just suddenly unleash the instant kill move that just destroys everything in your immediate radius. So much fun. Gotta give it to, to instant kill, like those charge moves of where yeah. you gotta buffer that input for a long time, but if you can manage to find the right window, like that's all the satisfaction of Monster Hunter, is just finding the right window was, of, of exactly. time. What immediately comes to mind is uh, Falcon Punch from uh, Smash Brothers. <laughs> like the weight for that is, is much smaller than what you were saying, but for Smash, it's you're waiting a good you're I'm talking like good, I'm more along the lines of a Ganondorf's side punch oh even yeah longer. yeah yeah um even now Sephiroth is in the game and he's got that that one skill uh he can charge to like Zeta Flare and you have yeah. to like hold it and charge and if you manage to hit that Zeta Flare that is sending someone off the stage like it's super hard to charge up but if you hit that it is knocking that person off of the stage yeah. almost guaranteed What's... to start any percent What's that uh, Anakin power from uh, uh, Battlefront 2? It's like Retribution, where he just kind of sits there and like crumples up. And oh, then just, yeah. Like, this is big like force does blast that. or something. Yeah, he does like really a mad. counter move. <laughs> but it sounds yeah. stupid. <laughs> it's pretty cool to watch, though. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is. Um. Uh, yeah. Well, also, I'm thinking of like rail guns because they have that oh, yeah. really long. Oh, yeah. You got to hold down uh, like the rail. I mean, one of my favorite Spartan rail guns laser. is from. Yeah, Spartan, Spartan laser, laser, the rail, exactly. and also just the actual railgun from Halo is really well done too. Or the um, the ion charge from Battlefront Two, like if you're trying to take down the uh, ATs or the the big the big machine in a galactic assault, and you have to like get your little ion thing over there. It's this like nice charge up sound that like the sound kind of builds up intensity as you're like holding down the button, and yeah. you're like, I've got to go fire, fire, fire. 
here and he's just waiting making sure that no one hits you great i was i was gonna say also for for monster hunter specifically just because i am a gun lance boy oh uh, brett Brett, you're one of my boys of course the the classic just stand in front of the 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 screaming monster as it's roaring at you and just (laughs) embedding a a metal stake into its brain you want want to to blow your mind now that now has guarding you're now shielded the entire time that's stupid oh my god i've I've been watching one of my friends play and he's 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 been using uh the new hunting horn instead since they buffed it so i haven't seen too much gun lance yet but like remind me to show you what blast ash looks like Gunlance is now the most mobile weapon in the game. Good. (laughs) Is that the snowman-themed one that you have that you showed me a while back? No, Blastash is is where you you Uh, put your Gunlance behind you, pull the trigger, and launch yourself in the direction you're facing. Of course. And this this is already in a game, Alex, where you can, like, effectively, like, quadruple jump, depending on how many free grapple bugs you have. And you can just, like, scale entire mountains, like, without even, like, touching them. And And then I guess you can combo the quadruple jumping with the blast. (laughs) Like, oh my god. It's the most excessive thing ever, and I love it so much. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Just that. Just give me any weapon that's got insane charge times for one move that then just bonks someone into complete death. Yeah. So much fun. Agreed. Nailing that Spartan laser shot is like the most satisfying thing you can do in a Halo game. (laughs) Dude. Especially if you can get that stupid banshee on Valhalla that's flying around, messing all you guys up, and you can take him out of the sky. Save the whole team for like two minutes and don't do anything, and then they just let him get it again yep. <laughs> and i'll die <laughs> you know hey you can't always have victory forever this is true <laughs> speaking of victory forever brett we're gonna do one more round of these <laughs> and then we're gonna create our most satisfying game this is all right what is your final um, most satisfying thing my final most satisfying thing is uh it did very very few games that i've played have been able to get it perfect but like the sense the sense of the sense of speed like you're going really fast but you also have to maneuver really specifically to like go around like turns or something um and i like i i've tried many a time and you would think that you know being the the fast hedgehog he would have this but sonic does not have this um ridge racer 4 however has this and it is so satisfying to just like go at like near 200 miles an hour and just like perfectly like just barely drift through all the turns back and forth and not hit everything and keep that speed up and just completely like obliterate all the other uh vehicles in the race like that feeling of just going super fast and being you know cool enough to to not hit any of the things when they set that up for you that is super super satisfying and that's not you know in in a lot of games that have speed i feel like Absolutely. I mean, that also goes into the uh, the specific maneuvering, the ace combat example of God, having to Classic. maneuver between a corridor. Uh, there is a wonderful shooter made by Platinum called Vanquish. Yes, I've actually played this. Yes. So dude. much fun of like you have sequences where you're like sliding down the uh, the side of a spaceship. And you've got to like maneuver past barricades and whatnot, and it nails that sense of like you can just barely make it if you time everything right. Oh, One of my so good. favorite video game moments ever 
was in Vanquish, right? I forgot what enemy I was fighting because it's been years since I played that game. But because the way that sliding in that game works is you literally just go on your knees and you're like, like Pete Townsend, like power sliding, basically. You got a jetpack that points downwards. (laughs) Yeah. And they're, they're like coming out of your ankles pointed behind you. It's awesome. But there's a moment, I forgot what enemy it is, but it kind of lunges at you because it's kind of like a robot tiger or something. So it lunged at me, and while I was in midair, I was power sliding under it, and I was in slow-mo, and I was and just shooting of course, shooting because it's, it's a platinum like game, belly. it goes slow-mo when you manage to time it perfectly. Yeah, so like, so like, it's coming up, and then I power slide under it slow-mo, and I'm just shooting up its belly, and it's just boom, and then it goes back to normal speed. And I was like, I, I like paused the game, and I had to step away. I was like... <laughs> Gotta go change my pants real quick. <laughs> I mean, also yeah, gotta give was... like a big shout out to 3D platformers. Of that's something Mario games have been doing forever, of like nailing that one level where you literally have to move as fast as you can, yeah, and just not miss a jump to complete it. It's always like one of the the post game levels in every Mario game. Yeah, classic. Yeah, or, or cluster mechanic. truck. Cluster, cluster truck. If anyone's so much fun. Hate it. <laughs> Brett, I'm I'm no longer convinced we're not the same person. We're both. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> Gunlance mains who've played Cluster Truck. <laughs> One Brett was more than enough for the world. The fact that there's two makes me so sad. There's only room for one. We're getting to the point that we, if we, if we get too close, we're gonna have to fight it out and decide which one is which one is more Brett slash Ryan than the other what's, one. What's gonna one start Brett happening to is all. that they're just they're just gonna occupy the same cam because <laughs> they don't deserve to have their own spots because they're just the same person. Exactly. Or what'll happen? We gotta we'll leave just, that space for someone else. We'll just expand downwards to cover up Wyatt's face. why it just becomes brett version three that was a specific attack that was a targeted attack (laughs) so it's been great Uh, i love all the time i've spent on double one but uh that's it i'm out this continues the bullying gaslighting and shenaniganery don't worry that's quiet yeah (laughs) and then probably me after that (laughs) It's all going to circle back around and it'll just be... Of course, yeah. Um, it, it's karma. I'm expecting it to come back to us at some point. Oh, of course. Ugh. See, I can't wait for... You guys have a, have big shoes to fill for the next April Fool's episode, so... Oh, yeah. Hmm. I don't think we can top that. Unless I... we like say we're going to stream and then we just don't. <laughs> so mean. No, it just has the no, no, no. Literally, for like we stream for two hours and it's just like the we'll like we'll be ready soon, like our little pre-show little title card or something yeah, yeah. we started at the last seconds like all right everyone welcome to double one game show and then it cuts yeah yeah <laughs> but we're also having like our little pre-show talk so people are just expecting us and then it's just <laughs> yeah. the, the talk never actually start <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I think we're, we're well now we can't do that because that would be- oh, no one's gonna remember <laughs> this <laughs> all right wyatt what is your your next one man if you can nail your perfect like backpack ui like if you can have really good like i gotta swap this item for this item without having to pause the game and like without it taking up too much of your time like i say this every i say this constantly right the unsung hero of the last of us is Oh, the, the UI UX for your backpack is like one of the most intelligently designed things I have ever seen in like a video game. It's it's so, so well done. 
I, I can't even, cause it's, it's like you're, you're pressing right to equip something uh, on the D pad or you go up and down in the D pad to select something else that's in that slot. And it's just, is is so perfect because it, it, it doesn't take a lot of time, but it takes just enough time for you to be nervous as you're switching items, right? Like if you're in the middle of a fight and you run out of, you know, ammo with your rifle or whatever, you have to switch to your pistol. It takes just enough time for you to be nervous that someone's going to start like running up on you, but it doesn't take up too much time where it becomes frustrating. Like it just adds to the tension. It's so, so well done. You know, you just made me realize. uh... Oh, go ahead, Alex. Shout out to Dora, the OG of this. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I'm writing that down in the uh, the notes. Just Dora. Um, well, you made me just realize why it is that uh, Monster Hunter games now have the same control scheme for for item UI as Last of Us. <laughs> oh yeah, World was pretty similar. Now that I think about it, yeah, Rise is very I, similar. I if you're using the um, the third person weapons, because you scroll through, and then when you're on your ammo, you go up and down to to pick different items. Um, yeah, yeah, same same concept. Yeah. And I'm I'm perfectly fine too. Like if you have just a traditional like radial menu to select a new weapon, like one thing I love about Doom is that they have the radial menu when you want to select a new weapon. But what they do is they just they don't stop the game. It all goes into slow-mo. But it's really nice looking slow-mo. So it's fun to like use the radial menu just to like have these little moments where things are like slowed down just so you can select a different weapon. Because if you play on PC, like obviously you can use the the number row if you want to. I don't normally like using the number row. It's a little too like awkward for me, but like it, it just looks really nice, like the radio menu pops up, it's this nice slow-mo, and yeah, looks looks pretty good. Yeah, I, I gotta give it to um, Final Fantasy VII Remake's tactical mode, yes. selecting skills. Yes! So That's good looking. So, oh. Because what's great about that is like, I mean, the, the example of the radio video just used, that's taking up most of the screen. So you can tell that it's in slow-mo, but because it's taking up, the UI is taking up so much of the screen, you can't really see what's going on. Final Fantasy VII, it's a little menu in the corner. So you can see the entire like yeah. fight scene in, in beautiful All slow-mo. Because of, because of the amount of particle effects that are going on, every single little particle is just flying everywhere. And it looks gorgeous. All right, Alex, I need your final satisfying game mechanic that needs to be in a satisfying game. Satisfying game mechanic that needs to be in a satisfying game. Ooh. I, I think I had two. I forget one of them, unfortunately. Um, but th- this one's a little bit more game-specific. Um, but being able to roll things up in a ball like in Katamari Damacy. <laughs> <laughs> Collection. Yep. <laughs> that is very specific, but it is also very satisfying. Yeah. Just item I, collection I, is great. So, so, some days I yearn to be a dung beetle without the dung. <laughs> I just want to remind everyone. Without the dung! Put over. We're going to end it right there. I just got to remind Without everyone there's a, the a, a, an official Sega released Katamari game called Touch My Katamari. Oh no. That was the Vita one, right? Wasn't that the I, Vita? I, it's either Vita or mobile. I think the Vita one might be something di- different. No, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Touch My Katamari. Hold on. Touch My Katamari? I know Do longer. That, yeah, that was the Vita one. Beetle. It's also available on mobile you. somewhere. Uh, I'm telling <laughs> you. Yep. Touch my Katamari. <laughs> See, the thing that I love is that it's only called that outside of Japan. In Japan, it's Katamari Damasi Novita. So it's just, what it's the just Katamari Damasi Vita. Yeah, Vita. 
<laughs> but everywhere else, it's yeah. called Touch My Katamari. Oh, uh, what a wonderful name. <laughs> Endless amounts of entertainment. All right. I mean, we can't... There's not much I would add to that, aside from just Katamari. It's, yeah, that's the thing. Katamari is the game that does it. It it's it's the ball rolling game. Um, I'm I guess that almost fits in with with the uh, procedural destruction or destructible environments in a yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, I'm a sucker for chaos. <laughs> Breath of the Wild, you can roll up giant like snow boulders in order oh, yeah. to unlock certain shrines, and that was pretty cool. Or like if you wanted to like knock over an enemy, you could like. It was, I forgot exactly how you, but they would they would have a, a little free, like snowball and then you'd have to like push it, roll it down a hill, and then it gets bigger. It was or cool. or freeze freezing and catapulting rocks. Yep. At people. Yep. All right, I got one one final thing to add to our list of most satisfying things in games that that any satisfying game needs. Uh, that's reactive music. Oh, give me again, that the devil, reactive uh, music. Devil may cry. Devil May Cry, um, a lot of games are doing this now, which I love. Like, uh, Last of Us, Hitman, get more intense music as, as you get, like, discovered. The music mm -hmm. picks up. Um, uh oh. Uh, oh, um, no. We've breath returned. <laughs> the camera did this, but it did then, uh, before we started recording the, the plane stream, and it just decided to turn blue. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I just think reactive music adds so much to an experience. Yeah, um, definitely. Especially Devil like May just... Cry is the example of like layer on layer of the better you're doing, the more insane it gets. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just so and it isn't... Was... And, and it... Uh, Go ahead, Alex. Oh, was this another one of the cases where the the the, the person testing the, the demo wasn't good enough and they remarked that the soundtrack was bad? I think there was one of those from from like a preview event from Devil May Cry. That is hilarious. I feel like that was like a... It was that written by, by not anyone for like a major article. I think it was like a Reddit comment or something mm, okay. that just blew That's up. People were like, this is just... That just means you're bad. This is proof that you're bad. Yep. This isn't... And this isn't exactly... in the this... corner. <laughs> and this isn't exactly in the same category, but just like a well-utilized score, right? Yeah. Like, again, my classic example is if you're playing uh, Operations in Battlefield 1, like those musical cues carry so much of that multiplayer experience. Like, there are very few times where music has scared me more than hearing the attacker's advance theme as a defender, and you just get like the drums... <laughs> As they're oh, like no. coming over yeah. like a hill or something, it's just it's terrifying. And you hear like you hear them like yelling, and you hear like the charge whistles and stuff like that. Like it's 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 kind of terrifying. <laughs> and that's just a, a good score used well, right? Because I feel like there's a lot of games where like, oh, we're gonna have music here, and like that's it, and they don't really utilize it in an uh, an impactful way. It's good music, but it's just kind of there, and you don't notice it because it's not being used as well. Music yeah. for music's sake, not. Not enhancing yeah. the gameplay besides filling out some some white noise bits. Absolutely. Yeah, and and you know, speaking of dice and speaking of Battlefront Two, I, I I mean, they're they're they have a bit of a crutch in that it's Star Wars music, so it always sounds good. But like even like at very like strategic certain spots during a multiplayer match, they'll play like a certain cue to like to like you know keep the action going like if 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 the timer reaches a minute you know like they'll they'll play a certain theme and splatoon does the same thing they have that like that last minute 
of the match like Splatoon tune that uh that There's plays. Splatoon. Exactly. Thank you, Alex. And it just kind of like the 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 tension of the entire fight kind of ramps up because that song keeps getting like more and more it just makes you more anxious because that's how it sounds, you know? Yeah. All right. So we've we've rounded out our list of most satisfying things. I'm gonna go through the bullet points I've written down just so everyone has a reminder. And then we are going to combine these together to make the most satisfying game. That would probably be, be far too expensive for any studio to ever make. <laughs> yeah, Most and might not even be good. On a budget sense. It might be horrendous because I'm making it mandatory that we include all of these things. Yes, it's, so, that's the point. You'd be the best producer. The, the most <laughs> satisfying game includes form changing, so something like install supers, uh, devil trigger mode, the cameo, just straight up switching to a different creature, something on those lines. Dodge dash slash air dashing, ragdoll physics, reactive particle effects, gibbing enemies or yourself, very fluid animation transitions, destructible environments, charge moves, a really, really good sense of speed, uh, perfect diegetic UI or just in general really well-designed snappy UI with slow time, and rolling things up into a ball. <laughs> I wish, we well had like a, I wish we had a budget counter that just went up every time you listed off a feature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Billions of dollars at this it's point. It's like as soon as we and get destructible and environments, it's literally it like, by 10 times. It doesn't even say a number. It's just good God. Oh, no. <laughs> God. Or it's just someone just turning out their empty pockets. <laughs> it, it's that graphic when the, th when the top of the thermometer always breaks. Yep. <laughs> so, you know what? This all oddly sounds like a perfect mech game. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say, and I don't really have to say "hear me out" because you were gonna say these these things first, probably. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch to you. How about this mech that you pilot transforms into a different form so that it can go fast? So, so I'm, I'm gonna get, get like I'm gonna three of those out there. Now, unicorn style. We should make a licensed Transformers game. <laughs> Dude, we just we just go full uh full Macross, honestly, if we wanted to. Can you just can you plane mode? Can you imagine a Transformers game where the combat is so like visceral that parts of you will chunk off, and when you transform back into a vehicle, they are not there. Oh, that would be sick. That would be awesome. I mean, that's covering our our jibbing. There you Ooh. go. There you go. And that that's also like if that happens to the buildings too. There's your there's your procedural destruction. Maybe every time you get a uh, a piece falls off, there's like another layer of oh. like music or like another musical element uh, like layered on top. Yeah. So, more so, so what we're gonna <laughs> yeah, do to prevent yeah. absolute <laughs> chaos that I know the, is about to happen? <laughs> we just with, start with the, talking to include all of these with the destructible <laughs> environments. But just, just like yeah, the Michael Bay. Transformers movies being slammed into a building. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So what we're gonna do is go through one by one, and the person that made the thing has to now figure out a way to include it into Jeez. this now presumably licensed Transformers game. <laughs> Alright. Does it have to be Transformers or gonna just be a transforming No, 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 let's keep it a Transformers. Let's, let's, I like, think oh no licensed Transformers game. We gotta have some like Transformers. Huh? Transformers are universal. Everyone loves Transformers. You're right. 
You're right. Oh my I mean, god. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Brett, you you have said this game needs to include form changing. How would the form changing work in your licensed Transformers game? <laughs> Well, it's a Transformers game, and it's a Transformers game. Boy, he really, he really, uh, he really threw you a curveball, didn't he? Um, <laughs> it, it, it would be, it would be weird, because, and, and maybe this is, maybe this is altering the the pitch a little bit, but I feel like, and and, th and this isn't the case for like the the War for Cybertron games, if you guys have seen or played those, but like, you know, I'm a I'm a cool like robot guy with like a gun and and a, like a flaming energy axe and then i'm going to transform into a truck and drive away i will make the argument that platinum incorporated transforming in their transformers game really really well well i was going to say this should me. be this should be a decepticon sided game where you can transform into planes and like yeah. you know actual things that you can use in battle like tanks and stuff a gun if you're Megatron, <laughs> you could just turn into a gun. There's one fire, so you just sit there. <laughs> something, like, something like that with the form changing bit. We've seen in, in, I don't know if this is just the sense of just the Michael B movies, which I, I hate for so many reasons. But they did bring up one thing. The Decepticons and Transformers couldn't inherently transform until they, they came to Earth and they scanned things to transform into. Mm -hmm. So scanning different objects to be able to transform Ooh. into them? That would Dude, what cool. if it's Ooh. what if it's you gotta take over the world as the Decepticons? Yeah. That covers Dude. a lot of our bases pretty well. Okay. That's, I hear that's a good stealth sick. game stealth mission in there too. <laughs> Alright. So so Brett, if you if you would have to put a twist on this form changing that isn't just Transformers changing, you gotta include some form of like a devil triggle trigger. Or uh, the Balan Wonderworld, eighty different <laughs> hats that you can wear. What would be your it's just Balan your additional form changing? I, I I like the the being able to scan different things, and maybe you can mm -hmm. like have like a um like a like a, an amount of like disk space or something. You can have like <laughs> like three different forms like per level that you could have like in your brain at a time. So like you can have like certain things that would help you solve like a bigger puzzle part of the level or something but if you wanted something else you'd have to scan something and get rid of the other ones that you already have or so it's like a rotating it's like a rotating inventory of weapons like if you exactly. have a two or three yeah. weapon limit yeah exactly right i'm about to i'm about to blow your mind that is actually how balan wonderworld works of I mean, you have three forms and you can but like this is gonna be good <laughs> It's gonna be transformers. It's gonna be good. This is gonna be good because we're never actually gonna make it. We can just imagine it's good in our head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Balan Wonderworld, but good. <laughs> Look, maybe that's uh, what we have. Mario we Odyssey. Got a of making fun of Balan Wonderworld in now to each episode, and I'm sorry to the makers of the game. I'm sorry. I'm sure you just, just released a January it's build, insane. and that's all you can do. <laughs> I had all to right. do it. I had to do it. All right, Wyatt. This game's gotta yeah. have some some dodges. How would how would you incorporate dodging into this? I'm gonna blow your mind. We're gonna put in dodging. That's crazy. <laughs> Dodge but, button. But no, I I think to make it like visually, I think to make it visually interesting, right? Like if if we're assuming that most of the things that you can scan and transform into have wheels, like have them kind of rely on the wheels to like push them in a certain direction. That'd be that cool. Yeah. 
So it's like, oh, the wheel kind of like pops out, and then and then like if you're moving to the side, right, the the wheel kind of like shifts to the side and kind of. And if like you've got a jet form, you like have the jet engines to push you. Yeah, because yeah, you, yeah. Because you transform into an object, by no means means that you have to act like that object. You can have like a, a, a you can be a, a low down to the ground Ferrari, and then all of a sudden the wheels pop out on these long thingies. No, yeah, like like if you're like if you're full mode, size, yeah. right? If you're full size, you're dashing this way. It's like you just transform halfway, just so that you have like the bottom of your car, and then you dash to the side, and then like transform back up again. Mm. Or even just like have the wheels in robot mode, like be on the feet or like on like your your butt or something, so you oh, can get like yeah. a low a low dodge roll in. Yeah. Could you imagine if there was a duck and they did like a split with the wheels? Oh, <laughs> that'd be cool. <laughs> that'd be cool. I like that. All right. Oh. We, so we got our dodging. Alex, we now need ragdoll physics. <laughs> If you just absolutely rock 'em sock 'em knock the block off of someone, rock, knock off of prime down. That was, a, that was a string of words right there, and I and love all, all of them. <laughs> I mean, they're robots. Yeah, yeah. I, it it would be easier than organic forms because you have <laughs> locked in place joints to work with. Yeah, true, true. Um, and these are some pretty big boys too, so they they can have some weight to them. Like imagine, imagine just like, go ahead, Brett. I I feel like I get what you're about to say. <laughs> you're gonna say the same thing. Crushing crushing a building while ragdolling at the same time, and then the building gets crushed too. <laughs> there you have it. Both of my topics. Let me put it this way: it should feel more like Pacific Rim than Transformers, right? Because Pacific Rim had that awesome sense of size yeah. and like weight to every yeah, yeah, yeah. punch. So yeah, I can agree. Yeah, with that. I'm definitely on you with that. Because they're not as big, they're still big. Yeah. Yeah, they're still roughly a few floors at least. So. <laughs> Which, you know, is like can, practically nothing. <laughs> you, you can do some heavy base structure damage and then watch it. Yep. All right. Uh, I think reactive effects here are pretty... They, they fall in pretty easily of when you're doing moves, you got to transform partly into whatever you are. And so if you have like a jet engine, you got to have a move that's like you, you shove your jet engine into the face of something and just ignite yeah. it. Yeah, totally. the short range thrower. <laughs> of course. Yep, yep. You know what I'd love to see too? As you transform into different things, like you're going to have metal that might like scrape up against each other. So have like little bits of sparks as you're transforming. Ooh, yeah. Because love- there's no way each individual piece... Yep transforms perfectly i refuse to believe that <laughs> hey there's knack no did way it. knack did it Wyatt. <laughs> going in on one of your topics a little bit but what if like with the with the blending animations what if the, you're in the middle of an attack and you transform like you're doing a, a jump kick and then all of a sudden you turn into a car oh, yeah. <laughs> i mean that's kind of how that's kind of how uh platinum did well, it, right like we're like stealing what would... platinum did because they're geniuses <laughs> Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like they, you could combine your attacks by like if you're Optimus Prime, you like you're hitting them and then you transform into a truck and just like plow right through them. And it was awesome. <laughs> I also think we have the advantage of it's a Decepticon themed game, right? You can go for a more junky look and have yeah. it to like bits of your, your mech are kind of like falling apart as you're, you're conglomerating different vehicles into this form. Uh, so just have it constantly like shedding little pieces of like screws and bolts falling to the ground. Which you like got to be careful with, though, because the other problem that, like, you know, Michael Bay Transformers movies have is that there's so many moving parts to, like, each robot that you can't tell yeah. where it's 
you know where it starts and ends and you can't tell the difference between them because they're all these like weird malformed like you still have to have a reasonable design exactly. yeah it's it's like it's you, like you, you don't go ahead you can't go all snyder cut stefan wolf arm i was just about to reference that i was just about to reference that yes ah, you got the cyberpunk references i get this one <laughs> fair enough fair enough Look, we still got to go for some of that junk aesthetic. We need, I need pauldrons, World of Warcraft mm -hmm. style, made of like the the mm -hmm. hood of a car <laughs> that's just got like what's car the little, parts like, falling through. What's the little like flappy piece of armor that comes down from the waist that you see the like cod like, piece? Roman armor? No, not the cod piece. Like it's like it's like part of their skirt, but it's like armored the metal skirt? like like leather piece, right? Where it's just kind of like I think it's just an armored skirt. There's probably yeah, a better term for it somewhere. Well, sure, that, none of us are historians. What the actual name is for that. Yeah, in, in the Gundam, uh, so in, in an effort to make it sound like I'm not talking about a cod piece, yes, and, and a metal skirt is what I'm talking <laughs> about. Definitely, that's a lot better. A metal kilt. Uh, <laughs> yeah, metal kilt. All right, so Brett, we now gotta we gotta gib enemies. Uh, I mean, well, you 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 shoot him with like your your tank turret that you have that you just stopped using as like a hammer holding by the barrel, and you use it as a gun this time. Mm -hmm. Um. Of course. And you hit them dead center, and they explode, <laughs> and little metal bits go everywhere. I want to see. I want to see tires bounce around on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you do that, if you do that, you don't have a thing to scan anymore. So that's mm. gotta. You have to use that when the time is right. You have to make sure that you are you are set. That you have to all the time. You have to time it perfectly where you can only scan them if they've transformed into a truck, right? You can't scan them when they're in, like, transformer robot mode. So you got to wait until the right moment when they transform, and then you can grab it if you need it, which can yeah. be interesting. But yeah, when they're, yeah. when they're um, you know, like, tires on the ground and on fire, no. <laughs> There's nothing to scan wanna, anymore. You don't, don't want to scan that. <laughs> no. You don't need that anymore. <laughs> All right. Uh, we then need Wyatt's super fluid animation transitions. So, I mean, that's a given in a Transformers game. You gotta have yeah. that. You have to, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotta. I don't Especially think there's a whole lot to like to mention. It's just you know. I reiterate the going mid vehicle. Smooth as butter. Making sure you can hide the bits that do obviously not everything's gonna fit into place perfectly. As Wyatt said, we're not knack. We don't have the technology. Uh, <laughs> So we need to hide. We don't the parts. have a PS4 to be able to to just to just quantify Nat's existence. We don't have that kind of power. We're just a transformer from space. Exactly. We're just a transformer from space. Some of that stuff's got to go into the classic We're cartoon not hammer space. A base PS4, okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're more ancient than that. More, more civilized. <laughs> and we All have right. faster load times. Of course. <laughs> and we don't sound like a dead engine. With all those metal giblets, Wyatt? I don't think so. <laughs> Ryan, we do sound like a jet engine because we are one. <laughs> true, true. We, we, we use a jet engine to just dodge out of the you, way. I mean, you, come on. <laughs> you disguise the sound of the console killing itself by the sound of you melting an enemy's face. <laughs> all right, Alex, that means we need some destructible environments. You get thrown into a building, Ryan. Building go to the ground. <laughs> Look, to answer that question, it's just, you ever seen a Building Michael Bay movie? go ground. It's just, no, to answer that question, it's, you ever seen a Bi Michael Bay movie? Yeah, <laughs> you ever seen a Michael Real, Bay movie really? that, but video game? So, hey, there you uh, go. Starting, <laughs> starting one of these fights, or, or a level fight, I don't know, this might be an open world Transformers uh, game, but you start a fight on the top of a building. 
you end up underground at some point. There you is end so up much under the building. <laughs> Or the building is collapsing on top of you. You have to dodge out of the way of debris. Maybe pick up some of the falling debris and smash it into your enemy using the destructible environment as a weapon. Or you do it Fast and Furious style, where you're driving in a you're in a car and you're going from one building to another oh as you're like smashing out the window. <laughs> That'd be cool. You're just That'd like be so Shooting great. mines behind you that are blowing up and like blocking the. Uh, Autobots from getting to you, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, be man. great. Use the environment. Those Autobots manage. are screwed. <laughs> they can't handle our charge moves. <laughs> no. Because you mean hey, you mean like the tank turret cannon? Hey, we joked yeah. about the uh, the the Megatron form of just a gun. That's what I want. I want there to be one form <laughs> that right. is just a no, gun. No, we can. Even you can add gun. squad mechanics. Oh my god! And your <laughs> your squad of Transformers buddies are different guns you could use. No, no, no. Why? This is a charge. No. Move. <laughs> this is a charge move. You are oh the gun. God. Okay. What happens? <laughs> you hit it down. If you've got a squad with you, they all they Voltron up to you, and you all form one oh, giant yeah. gun together. <gasps> oh, then you can have even more city destruction. And Holy then what happens? Crap, this yes. gun is the is the most powerful weapon in the game, but you cannot move and you cannot like dodge, defend yourself while it's up. All you can do is aim and shoot, mm -hmm. and that's all you so, need. You so it's like a, you're, you're setting up a stationary turret. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. God turret. See, I'm imagining of, like if you wait too long and you like bounce on the ground and you gotta like deal with the, with you, the know, bounce of, like, you know, you know, Dragon Ball Kamehameha like where they like just charge up that giant laser that goes they, like, around the squat, planet. They squat like they crap their pants and then they grunt yeah. for two minutes. That, but it's a lot cooler because it's it's uh, a video game about Transformers morphing mm -hmm. into a gun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the Infinitely the form of cooler. gun. Uh, and then it says the, the the smash announcer just goes and this special move is gun <laughs> and gun, gun special and the winner is gun <laughs> is be neutral is gun for his neutral special Joker wields a gun <laughs> <laughs> and then of course you also got to have your charge move of I'm imagining you've got your your wheels on the bottom and you're like holding your your attack Ooh. button to do a charge punch and the wheels are like revving up oh, as you're going yes. and then you just like and you got speed like the, the tires screeching and like the smoke Absolutely. coming out oh screeching man. rubber you got the sparks of like of course you've got some metal hitting the and wheels then you've got your vehicle where it's kind of like it does that thing where it kind of like drifts a little bit where it's kind of like oh yeah back and oh side side. yeah after you punch them you you fishtail a little bit absolutely <laughs> Hey, what are you guys doing after graduation? I need to make this game now. <laughs> You're going to be animating, be animating all those transitions? Good luck, buddy. <laughs> you know what? I might like to with a passion project like this. Like, this might change it. my feelings on animation. <laughs> Only if Brett can help me with the character design, because I need help with machine. You've got to learn robot anatomy now. i got to start all over. <laughs> Where's the bicep? There is no bicep. That's a piston. Carburetor. Carburetor. <laughs> all right, Brett, now we got to get that sense of speed. Our you power can go slide. fast. <laughs> um, you got to go fast. You go fast in, uh, well, I guess depending what, like, uh, what form you have or whatever you know if you have like a tank or something it probably would go very fast compared to your your robot form but if it's like a like a sports car or like a like a jet or something you probably want to you probably want to become that to go 
speed. Become speed. <laughs> to go speed. I am speed. I am speed. Barry Allen, the fastest man alive. <laughs> Except now he's uh-uh. uh, the uh-uh. It's not the fastest man. Obviously, it's Lightning McQueen, dummy. Ciao. <laughs> <laughs> Ciao. All right, now we gotta mandatorily say that whenever we have to have a Lightning McQueen form that just goes ciao. It was me, Barry. I won the Piston Cup. <laughs> can we have a Cars tie-in in this game where you can transform to Lightning McQueen if you get like the pre-order bonus? Oh, oh yeah, of course. Made her as a as a DLC character. Hey, we can get away. Do you even use this toe thing as like a whip? No, oh, and probably and get away with the oh, Already destroyed objects to it and swing it around like a there freaking you go. Like, right. flail. Right. We need yeah. that as a base game weapon. That sounds amazing. <laughs> oh and you have the piston cup as a melee pre-order bonus <laughs> weapon. Yep. Oh my lord. Hey, I mean, so far we haven't done anything to earn a mature rating. All we've, we're basically PG at this point. We've it's, got yeah, gimmicks, but it's of, of metal. So. It's robots. Yeah. The blood isn't red, so we're fine. I mean, it's, no oil. Blood. It's, just, it's, it's oil. oil. <laughs> it's oil. <laughs> you see that like decapitated head on the ground? Don't worry about it. It's mech. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Optimus Prime. Robots not real. Are, robots There's aren't no people. man in there. <laughs> you are a toy. <laughs> <laughs> you are a sad, strange little man. It's like, but no, 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 this isn't a person, it's a robot. Yeah, but Blade Runner told me, shut up! <laughs> All right. <laughs> so now, now, Wyatt, we've got to incorporate some great diegetic UI or just really well-designed combat UI mm. in general. How's that form I switching going to look? I think you could kind of, like, represent which, because we're talking about, like, an inventory system where you can automatically switch into those vehicles without having to scan for them, right? I think it'd be really cool to, to like, have some kind of display on, your on like, your back, like, your shoulder here. Like, I'm assuming it's third person, because oh, it's going to make a first-person transformer. <laughs> Come on. So, so I'm imagining, like, some kind of UI on their kind of shoulders back here, where it like tells you if you have three slots, right? It tells you exactly like, oh, in this slot, it's the jet. This slot, it's a tank. This slot, it's a, you know, semi truck or whatever. What do you, you had literal of, pieces of what they would look like? That's that's what I'm saying. You have some kind of like representation, kind of like um, dead space where wasn't it? You had like your health displayed yeah, your on, health the back, on your right? spine. Yeah, on, on the yep. spine. I would also love like a like a gas tank somewhere on your back that represents your health. Ooh. Which could be kind of interesting. You could just do more pieces of you fall off. Yeah, I was like, there, there, yeah. There, there's gas tank, or there's also just how much of your exoskeleton of your endoskeleton is showing. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Although that could get kind of unclear because you have to like recognize what or, um, weak, like oh. what a weak version of you as like yeah. a semi compared to like a tank. Or so it would be a little unclear. What about like um, th- this could get messy as well. But like wires coming and flailing off. Yeah. Again, like like using particle fire. Effects, like, if like if you're just emitting sparks and particle effects, it's like eh, crap. I gotta get some more pieces. <laughs> like I gotta heal up. Yeah. Well, you can also do the because uh, you know Transformers got has excuses for auto healing and regeneration. So you have regeneration outside of combat. So it's the just all like spark. how much damage can you take in quick succession before yeah. you fall apart, man, or can you make it man. to the end of the fight and like repair yourself? I wish someone had had mentioned squad mechanics because this would also work a transformers game we would have some really cool squad mechanics squad mechanics aren't satisfying yeah they can we can't have this argument right now we gotta make the game <laughs> we can't have the argument brian wyatt i've already pulled up maya it's happening i'm making optimus prime <laughs> 
Uh, How many pieces should he have? We turned it into a JRPG, and at the end, you and Optimus Prime have to team up to defeat Mega God. Yes, of course. We're in a great spot. We're in a great spot. We have two designers and two artists with no programmers and producers. We're fine. We got this. Wait, 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 wait. Orson Welles, the planet. You kill him at the end. Of course. You kill Unicron. You kill Orson Welles, the planet. Orson All right. <laughs> you are deranged. <laughs> All right, Alex, I gotta stop you from thinking about Orson Welles by making you think about how we're going to roll things up into a ball in this game. Well, well after you've completely giblodized your enemies, you, you, can, you can kick them around and have sort of a snowball effect. Clean up the city. <laughs> Mush kick them him. back together. <laughs> <laughs> and then oh kick no, them he's falling apart. And then you, All you, you better can... now. Oh my god, or... If you go into car mode, right, and you just like rev up like like a strike, and you just hit the ball, and you can launch it at like enemies and stuff like that, turn There's it into those cool rocket like... league mechanics. Yeah, we, we get a rocket league tie-in. Yes, dude, my brain just exploded. All right, I have <laughs> I have the the Doom Eternal the 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 action game mechanic to to blow your mind, right? So pieces of you get knocked off, right? What if and 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 you know to to turn something to to paste is not you know is is not always good because what if you want to steal their form? Well, what if you have to do that sometimes because that's how you regenerate health because you roll over them and you steal the parts of them that like fell off to you. come back Ooh. onto you exactly, and that's how you regen health. Fancy, yeah, oh yeah, fancy, oh yeah. All right, I should be a game Amari. designer. No, <laughs> like ne- don't do ball. it. I'm, I don't. I'm saving you. Don't do it. Right. <laughs> so our last piece of the puzzle is reactive music. We gotta have reactive music based on your form. We're going all out here. Yeah. We're taking the Yakuza, mm-hmm. your different your different stances have completely different combat themes that are like t- remixes of the same theme. You know? I was gonna say but but overall for the game, do we want orchestra or do we want heavy metal? Oh, oh we want we metal. want orchestrated heavy metal. Yeah. We together. want orchestra music that's got like singing violins that transform into guitar riffs. Of course. We gotta go so, with the Final Fantasy XIV's like yes. weird mix of, of genres. So that way your different forms have like weird things. Your jet engines gotta have, of course, the Ace Combat Zero Spanish guitar. Of course. As a as a highlight. So how so how's the music gonna change as you get more damage? Like if you're more visually damaged, then how's the music gonna Oh, we're gonna add in of course like you replace the uh the percussion with like electronic warning beeps. Or oh. or have a little like the more damage you get, the louder there's like an orchestra and it's going like oh like it's a choir, and the more damage you get, the louder they get. So it sounds more <laughs> like <just> sad. screaming. <laughs> that, that doesn't make sense to me, Wyatt. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's great. Or, we or, just wait. said they weren't people, Wyatt. We just said they weren't people. Transformers don't go to heaven, Wyatt. Decepticons don't go to heaven. Wait, wait. The, if you're a more... Decepticon, you go to hell before you die. You just start to hear like static noise coming through. No, no, no. no. Okay, I'm imagining like. Okay, has anyone played? Uh, has anyone played Infamous Second Son here? Yes. Whenever you get really heavily damaged in that game, there's like, there's like a little like like or like choir that comes in. And they're like, uh, like whenever you get like really damaged, do you remember? We gotta that replace that with something mechanical because there's no people here. This game's got no people in it. 
So so voices True. like that aren't gonna aren't gonna fit in the music. We need it's got to be like electronic static or something that's rising up. Like it just gets louder until you know what full I'm, static. I'm fine with static. Static you, that what, makes sense. To why me. you could auto tune the chorus. Oh, yeah, have some, like, some like punk style like vocoder like vocal yeah. stuff like that. Oh, well, that's gotta yes. be that's gotta be like combat tracks, right? You gotta have a boss theme that's just like got vocals screaming in the background. Yeah, yes. I'm, I'm thinking like like crummy Casio keyboard, like you said it to like the choir sound effect, and it's just like super like well, like roboty sounding yeah. voice. What yeah. we can yeah, do yeah, yeah, is because yeah. we're playing Decepticons, everything on the on the the Decepticon end is like more metallic and robotic. Whereas when you fight like an Autobot, they get like actual vocals because they're fighting on like the human yeah. side. So they have like the human elements to the music and you hear like vocals coming in. And you're like, are we the baddies? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I don't care. <laughs> I'm killing I'm everything. Old. The more pieces fall off of you, it just devolves into freeform jazz. <laughs> <laughs> that would make me want to live on the edge. <laughs> no, we and then we have a little, the most and then we have some combat text. ever made. And then we have some compact text where the guy's like, you like jazz? Oh my god. Buddy, buddy's vocoded, of course. <laughs> Dude, and when you die, you gotta have the classic like CRT shut off of just everything closest to the center. Oh. And yeah. then you respawn by it reopening. Yeah. It'd be great. Alright, we've now created the most satisfying game ever made. Katamari Decepticon. <laughs> Touch my Decepticon. Touch my old fart. This, this, I thought this was gonna end up being, being, uh, uh just, a, just a big mistake. This actually sounds like the most satisfying <laughs> oh, it game ever. Sounds incredible. <laughs> it actually sounds. Good. I thought we were gonna make something horrific that no one would ever want to play. I want to play this game we're really just too good badly. at this. We're, we're just too good at this. Somebody <laughs> hire us, please. We're, we're writing this stuff down, right? Oh, I am. I have this written. <laughs> oh my lord. <laughs> wow. Decepticon. World Takeover Simulator 2027. Yes, please. In stores. <laughs> hey, uh, Hasbro, never. hit us up with that Decepticon <laughs> Transformers <laughs> license. You know you want to. <laughs> you know this sounds amazing. <laughs> do, do Who wouldn't play that good? And but, then maybe give us like maybe one programmer and like a producer. Just yeah, and like a basement to. To work, in. yeah, yeah. Then we, yeah, and they give us and they give us nothing but an iPad to make the whole game. Basement <laughs> or garage? <laughs> uh, garage Basement is more garage. startup. Garage is more startup. You got to go for garage. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, Definitely. basement. Basement is too much. That's that works if you're remote, not if you're in the same spot space. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that yeah. Makes sense. All right. So with that, we have succeeded in creating what is undoubtedly the most satisfying game ever. Now, I can tell you all, the award next week will be naming the game. So, Ooh. the three of you have got to come up with, with names for this, this Transformers I mean, Touch game. My Allsmark, I think, is already <laughs> the winner. <laughs> it's got to be a name that, that you would sell this game to someone and be like, this is like Transformers Age of Ultron. Or something. <laughs> How do you sell this game <laughs> to the masses? Because we've made the best game ever, now we just gotta market it. So we gotta Hardest figure part. out how are we doing it. Uh, we could have we could call that mode have a katamari mode that's just called Touch My Allspark. <laughs> My God, it's like Red Faction. That's a it's a side. Wait, mode. wait, wait, wait! 
roll out. Oh my god. He won. He won already. Decepticons roll out. All right. Uh, okay, Doesn't never mind. Doesn't work though, because that's what because that's what what Autobots say. That's their thing. Roll out. But so now it it's a twist it on be... it because you're playing as them now, and the Autobots don't matter anymore. If it was a mode for Katamari, Brad, I love that you're doing Autobots this with fingerless work. gloves on. <laughs> it's their compression gloves. Okay, my joints hurt. I need them. <laughs> it just made you look so threatening. From <laughs> they help with his emphasizing. <laughs> Brett, I didn't know. Brett, I didn't know you were an edgy middle schooler. No, I'm Aww. a grandma. <laughs> he needs them for his knitting. Shut up. See, I think what we've discovered this episode is that cameras make us go insane far easier <laughs> yeah. than usual. That's true. And hey, at least I think it was pretty entertaining. So, I agree. You know, well uh, worth the extra production time. <laughs> All right. If only Claude were here. <sighs> so be thinking about names for this game for next time. Uh, it'll, it'll just be picked by who I don't care. We'll <laughs> pick it out somehow. <laughs> I mean, once we get enough people watching, we can have audience voting. Oh, hey, that'd be <laughs> pretty cool. I'd love to get some like some like live edits in there too, where like someone's like, "Oh, I've got a big brain idea," and then it just goes like oh, some yeah. cool like. All right. so we, can make but we have the default premiere noise. effects like touchdown. <laughs> Home run. You got to get that's a soundboard right. going. Look, we have a soundboard already. That's how we play music. True. Oh, works. that's a good point. Uh, but yeah, we, we've, we've hit our end goal for this episode, which means all that's left to do is shout outs. I'm going to go first and just shout out to the uh to all the developers of Balan Wonderworld and <laughs> I you know I really hope none of you got fired and that you're off making games that you want to make and not that because it's very clear that I think the only person on that team that wanted to make that game was the producer yeah <laughs> and nobody else shame sorry Balan Wonderworld <laughs> <laughs> Brett what have you got for your shout out uh, well, I mentioned this before, but uh, I've been playing uh, Final Fantasy IX, and uh, it's the one that people, you know, from like the the big ones, it's like right in the middle of like the big ones, uh, and no one really ever talks about it. It's like the least played, um, but also apparently like the highest reviewed, I think, while I was looking around just out of curiosity. Uh, and so far, it is my favorite out of the the ones that I have played. It is really, really awesome so far. And I'm like halfway through disc two or something like that. I'm going to be doing that as soon as I finish seven. The original seven. Got to give nine a run through. Wyatt, what is your shout out? Shout out uh, to the entire team that I was on during a match of Battlefront 2, where we were playing <laughs> Supremacy as the Rebels and won. Mm. Which, if you've played that game before, is almost impossible because every person on that team has got to be sweating their nuts off to actually do it. And we did, and we won somehow, and it was beautiful. And I have the receipts, so. Amazing. Whatever. Good finger wave. All right. Alex, <laughs> your shout out. All right. Uh, can I bend over with... I, I can reach it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> this painting of my dog that I'm making. Oh, Aww. it's so wonderful. Oh, that's adorable. Creature. He baited. You can show that now. You can show creatures on the camera. 
The camera evolution of mechanics for our podcast. I'm wasting so much paint to make it feel like he has textured fluff. I'd be worth it. Hundred percent worth it. It is not showing up at all yet. <laughs> oh, I have to have this done oh. by Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So with that, we have finished the episode. I'm going to say the information before the outro this time. Of podcast airs Tuesday, seven a.m. On your favorite podcast platforms, also YouTube if you want to see the video version or the Twitch logs. Uh, you can watch it in any of those places, listen at any of those places, and just have fun with our weekly ramblings of inane <laughs> opinions about game development. Yep. Watch us go more and more that insane as we have the cameras on. Very insightful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in a live psychological experiment. Yep, in a live... <laughs> A live psychological experiment about how much people are willing to take. It is, it is a great example of group therapy during quarantine. Hundred <laughs> oh, percent. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Available on all those platforms. Uh, as always, if you want, we can always use subscribers at the YouTube channel, so we can eventually get our actual name as the URL and not a series of random numbers. We got to hit a few. Uh, like a couple hundred subscribers to hit that so if you're watching go over there and do that also on the twitch channel and twitch channel doesn't matter as much because we don't do anything else on the twitch channel aside from this so we hope you've had fun and we'll see you next week as always this is the games cast don't going away we're playing the outro now <laughs> you got 30 seconds left guys you're starting that really early you think oh you think that's uh you think that's why the the near game is is called that because they didn't have enough YouTube subscribers to get their name as the URL? It's so a homage to the first it's, trailer. It's kind of a yeah. niche title. <laughs> <laughs> Which means I definitely haven't played.